Parshas Vayichi Pasuk Ches Vayar Yisraels Ben Yosef Vayemimi Ela the beautiful vart in the Degel Machne Ephraim, Ephraim, the grandson of the Baal Shem Tov, and the same similar vart was brought down by Rabbi Ronnie Greenwald that he said when he was learning with some boys who were not from, and one of them came up with the same vart. So you have two nice sources for the story, <laughs> not comparing them, but so um, Yosef had two kids, Menashe and Ephraim. And they looked different than the Shvatim. The Shvatim were all together by Yaakov. They were Bnei Yaakov. And these two kids were brought up, you know, in Mitzrayim. They dressed different. They looked different. So Yisrael, Yaakov Ovinu, he looks at the children of Yosef and he says, who, who are these guys? Who are, who are these? He didn't recognize that they would be his grandchildren. You know, they didn't have the white shirt with the black pants on. You know, they had they dressed like, like Egyptians. He says, These are my children. This is what God gave me. This is like what we were talking about. A lot of times you're embarrassed. You go outside and, who's that kid? You know, sometimes you go dancing and you see one of our fathers dancing. It looks like he's dancing with the waiter. You know, we had that a beautiful family here, a chesidisha family. They made a bar mitzvah in Eretz Yisrael, which was even harder. And he danced with his son in the middle. And everybody was going, who, who was he dancing with? It looks like he took one of the waiters to dance with. And he said, listen, this is this is the child that God gave me. So Yaakov says, bring them to me, and I will bless them. But there was a problem. The eyes of Yaakov were very old. He was from the old country. He couldn't look at them. The chup. And and the dress and the, the well the way he couldn't he couldn't the half shaved hair and the pink he he was too old for this he couldn't he couldn't stand looking at them we have some of the Zaydis and the Babas they have grandchildren they they can't even like like where how did this happen we tried to raise them up in a certain way and all of a sudden look at this this kid dresses like oh, who knows what. Right? They're not sneers and whatever. So he, he was very old. And he's from a different planet. And he looks at them and he says, I can't look, I can't look at them. So what do you do? How do you say Vayagesh? Agisha. You brought, what? Brought them close. And he kissed them. And he hugged them. Physical hugs. We have some people say they don't hug their children. He could hug his children and we can't hug our children. He wasn't chesidish enough for us. Some chesidim, no, we don't hug the children. Yaakov Avinu. He said, I can't, I can't look at them. I, I can't relate to them. I don't know what to tell them. So you know what he did? The main thing. They need to know that I love them. Isn't that beautiful? He felt that he's too old to learn a new language. He could tell them, come here. And he hugged them and he kissed them. Isn't that beautiful? That's what we need to do with our children and our grandchildren and many other people. Sometimes it's hard to find a language of communication. But we could bring them close. Bring them close. Don't say, that's the way you came for a bracha. That's the way you came to me dressed like that. That's the way you dressed to the Shabbos table. No rejection. No rejection. Even if it's hard to look at it, just go ahead and bring them near, draw them close, kiss them and hug them. I ask parents, I beg you, even if it's not your minog, you have a new minog. There's worse things you can do than this. You have a new minog. Friday night, you bench your children. 
you hug each one and give them a kiss. And when you hug them, you whisper something nice in their ear. I don't care if you have to write it beforehand and read it. You think of something nice. I had a family here. People have done it. First of all, it's a lot of people. It's not my minig either. In Gare, they don't do that. It's okay. Okay? Don't worry about it. We're not... If you really don't want to do it, so then do it standing on one foot. This way, you're not breaking the minig. Or do it after the fish. This is so important for your little kids. We had a family here that it was their minig. And he tells me, I do it. So I said, what do you do? He says, I, I bench each kid and I kiss them. I said, oh, it sounds good, but you know what? Throw in a hug. I met the oldest son, who was a Kalinga man, with two kids. I happened to meet him that week about something else. And he tells me, he starts looking all sheepish. And he tells me, thank you. I said, what? He goes, you told my father to hug. Thank you. My, my tati hugged me. He wasn't the kip. He was the starker one. He was, he needed it. And he said, you don't know what happened. My father started, he hugged me first and then the second one. And then all the kids, they have a big family. So I said, Tati's hugging. We all came running. <laughs> and it's different. And a teepee hug. No padding. This, just embrace them. Hold them. And say, I love you. I'm so proud to be your father. And then the child goes to mommy. And mommy benches them and embraces them hugs them, holds them, and gives a kiss. This is so much in our dar is about feeling loved. This is like our whole NKN. This is prevention. This is strengthening them. They feel, no matter what they did, especially if they messed up, they need it even more. I'm proud to be your father. How many people our age would die to hear that from our parents? We never heard it. You ever heard it? Most of us, no, 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 no. I heard it one time. You, have to, you know, it's like, because from the old country, they didn't say that. This is what our kids need. Even from the new country. Even the new country, they didn't say it, right? And I got news for you. This is free. So for the Polish, Galiziana, and cheap people, this is free medicine. This puts on layers on your children. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I did it in my family. I realized 20 years ago, kids need love. So I, I started this meeting in my family, and I, I, everything's always oldest to youngest. You know, the oldest one always gets to sit in the front. Whatever. I did this youngest to oldest. This was something youngest to oldest. So now I do it with my grandchildren. We pick the youngest to oldest, and it's so cute. I always ask them, I always ask, you want a bracha? They say, yeah, little kids, yeah. And I get, think, I, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud to be your father. I'm proud to be your mother. This is magic. This is magic for these kids, and you just hold them. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. Don't take too much time. People are hungry. So maybe do it after the challah. Or maybe do it instead of whatever. Ayin Chavetz Chaim, what he said about singing. Okay, not for now. Anyway, please, please, this is, this is our whole problem that we have is emotional in this dar. The whole medicine is emotional. We have kids who don't feel loved. If the kid feels loved and knows I could tell my parents anything, they can open up to you if they're dealing with trauma, if they're dealing with a problem. They have to know they could talk to you about anything. Some of the healthiest families in the world, you know how they're healthy? Friday night, where do your kids spend time? On your bed. Friday night, they should be on your bed in their pajamas. You can't force them. You should feel comfortable. Friday night, my kids are always on my bed. And it's just, they just, you know, other people, they have a lock on the door. No locks on your door. Once, okay, I don't want to talk about it, but sometimes a lock. Otherwise, the door should be open. It's not a safe, it's not a vault, it's not Gracie Mansion or the Royal Palace. 
let the, my my kids growing up always just would wander in in their pajamas and just lay on lay on the bed and just chill for a couple of hours. It's just it's nice. You have to have that varmkeit. Your older kids need it. Your younger kids need it. Certainly the next generation. And guess what? A lot of people are like, how could I change? You change. They're happy. You're happy. You come back to me. You'll tell me good news. Besides that, the Arizal says that there's a lot of a lot of holiness in it. Also, they don't want to be hugged. You do Bluetooth. You do Bluetooth. I did this always in Home Sweet Home. I would always I blessed all of them, and a lot of times beginning no no no. I say you want Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi Bluetooth, and I would tell them. I just uh, and and they would they would almost always in the beginning they would say no 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 say okay listen no bracha I just want I I I pray that you should have the best week of your life I I bench you I bless you that you should be happy we had once a rav that came to home sweet home I tried not to do that it was pretty dangerous we almost lost a few rabbanim that way <laughs> but we had a few rabbanim come from time to time. And um, at the end, one of them said, there were six guys around the table, I have a picture of it. And the Rav said, who wants a bracha? And they all said, no thanks, we don't need a bracha for some rabbi. They all left. One guy, my friend Kip, he said, I'll take a bracha. And he took his hands and he said, you should be very, very happy. All the other ones heard that, Rip, bowed face. I'll take one, I'll take one. That kind of a bracha they want. So if they don't want a bracha at all, you say, I just want to tell you I love you and I wish you to have the happiest week of your life. And if they accept, if, if, if they're okay with that and they want more, you could say, I'm giving you an air hug. You could do an air hug. Okay? Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, air hug. And then eventually you'll see they're going to melt in your arms. We have so many stories of kids who the parents didn't hug them and they didn't want to be touched and after a couple of years they did and just embrace them, just hold them. I'll end with one story. There was a father told me that he never hugs his kid and he said his father never hugged him and his grandfather never hugged his father. So I told him what to do. I told him to buy. It's a true story. All my stories are true. And it's, it happens to really, really be true that all my stories are really, really true. And I told him what to do, and I told him what to write, and I told him exactly what to do. And he went out, I told him to get a teddy bear, a big teddy bear. He found a big teddy bear that was actually hugging a small teddy bear, which made it even better. And he wrote this. He said, the Elta Zayda, great-grandpa, didn't hug Zaydi. Zaydi didn't hug me, and I never hugged you. What do you say we break the chain? And I told him his job is one thing. While his son is reading this short thing, he has one job to do, because it's very hard. Moses' job? To just open his arms. That's all I want you to do. The kid read the thing, saw the, the bear holding the bear, read the thing, opened up, saw his father like this, went into his father's arms. First hug in many years. That kid was one of our most dangerous kids. At 15 years old, he was stealing cars and taking them for joy, joy rides interstate. They would, and he would leave them, you know, wherever he wherever he last crashed, you know, on a curb, you know, on missing tires. And that kid today is completely Shemitah Mitzvah. First of all, he's alive, okay, and he's normal and he's functional. And he's Shemitah Mitzvah. So this is, our, this is our tools. Our whole problem we have today, we don't have physical, of, of course people are physically ill, but not, you know, the problem with our kids is not physical. It's really not psychiatric. It's trauma and it's emotions and fortify your children with love. We'll end with this. We would think love is for weaklings. 
But big tzaddikim don't need love. But there's a Gemara, and there was a fight in the Gemara between Abaya, who had no parents, and I believe it was Rav Papa. And they're fighting in the Gemara. And every Sfara that Abaya says, Rav Papa responds and knocks him down. And Abaya tries again, and Rav Papa wins again. Knocks him down again and again. Abaya says to him, it seems to me that the reason why you're sharper than me is because you have parents that take care of your needs. Look at the Gemara. I have it written down. I just don't have it here in my notes. It's in my, it's in my notes, not on me. Abaya, you think there's a difference between two black belt amiroim. We can't even imagine that one could be better because he has a mommy giving him a, a lunch bag, makes some tuna fish sandwiches and writes a little little sticker in it. I love you tons. Have a great day. You think it doesn't affect our children? It affected Abaya. It's unbelievable. He said, it seems to me that that's why you're stronger. Because you have parents. And I don't have it. Isn't that amazing? So if an Amoira would need, would need parents, don't our kids need parents? The best kids, the kids in, I just saw from Riff Steinman, Satzal, a clip that went out, he said, so many people think the good kid doesn't need parents, the good kid doesn't need surprises and, and gifts and all of that, and it comes out that they're struggling and they did need. Don't wait for problems. Fortify your kids from when they're born until forever. With hugs, with love, with gifts, with being there for them in any way that you can. My father, after he was after the Holocaust, so uh, he didn't have any family to walk him down to the chuppah. So there was a wonderful rabbi that he was friendly with, Reb Shmuel David Walken, and Reb Shmuel David and his rebbitzin walked my father down the chuppah. Rabbi Walken, Reb Shmuel David Walken, Zatzal, very chash of a rav, he said that when he was in Radin, he was a little boy. He said, "I used to serve my father. Wow, I used to polish his shoes. A little kid." You know, Mamash had to bring him his slippers when he came home. He was a slave, he said. But I knew one day I'm going to have kids that are going to be a slave to me. And then I came to America. And now I'm a slave to them. That's the way it goes, folks. We are a slave to our children. They have a lot of needs. We are here to provide for them. Right? Somebody told me, oh, it's codependent. I said, no, no, no. It's fully dependent. (laughs) Codependent means that they need you and you need them. You shouldn't need them. You're an adult, they're a child. You'd be fully dependent on you. We are here for you to help you in any way that you need help. For Abaya, it helped. Codependent. Ooh, don't prepare his lunch. Let him learn how to be a mensch. No, Abaya said, I wish I had a mommy to, to help me. I wish I had a tati to deal with stuff, with the pressure, so I don't have to be busy with that. I would be smarter as an Amira. I would be smarter in Tyra.